Hi, I'm Carlin Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a minute before I launch into my next podcast and say thank you. Thank you to everyone that's been listening. This is my 30th episode, and it started during my quarantine uh, for us all that was locked down last year and truly has just become something that I've enjoyed just doing so much, sharing just things that I've gone through, sharing of myself, and I just appreciate all the notes and all the comments I've gotten from so many of you that this helps and, and you feel like you're not alone. And that's really what it's about, right? It's making sure that we know that we're okay. We all are, you know, in the same storm, just different boats together, and how affirming it is to, to hear from others what they've gone through and learn from their experiences and, and their, um, their past. And I just really am humbled, truly, by just the outpouring of just support from, from you all because I really do this because I love it and I want to help others grow, go and grow, find their passions, develop, be leaders. We need leaders so badly in the world today, I think more than ever before like real leaders. And so that's really at the heart of who I am and what I want to put out there in the world to make a difference. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody. All right, well, let's get started. This week, don't drink from the cup of insecurity, T-E-A. You know, I got to be clever. It's leaderships, everyone. I believe in my heart the number one reason and downfall of leaders is insecurity. Think, just pause for a minute. Think about a, a poor leader, a bad leader you've had and all of their bad traits. And I bet most of them, if not all of them, stem from a place of insecurity. And if you disagree, I want you to change my mind on this 100%. I feel like one of those people that should be like on a college campus, change my mind. Insecurity is the downfall of leadership. Uh, because I do, I believe it. And, and when I think about at least to all of my experiences, and I think back to all the poor leaders I've had, it all comes from a place of them being insecure themselves. So again, change my mind. Visit my website, direct message me, whatever. Find me. Tell me where you disagree because I love it. want to hear it. I want to have some dialogue. All right. I've had a lot of insecure leaders throughout my entire career. Um, but one in particular, when I was starting to think about this topic, and you know, it's come up for me a lot lately too, is uh, one took the cake completely and I had the most miserable experience it was a new role and a new leader for me and I watched this person really their behavior with everybody was trying to take other people down and treat other people terribly and ruled their team with fear and because I was newer uh, I, I let it get to me I let it get inside of my heart and in my mind and make me completely question myself my capabilities, my abilities. I mean, I thought I was good at this. I guess I'm not. I had total imposter syndrome all over the place. I cried a lot when I came home from work a lot of nights and didn't really dreaded going to work every single day. 
and I made me question even going and taking that job and what would I, what did I do? I can't believe I did this. Like just regret all over the place and it stung really bad. And then thank God I worked through a wonderful coach, life and leadership coach. Um, I don't think she'd mind me saying her name, Bonnie blossomsnow.com. Um, she has, she helped me change my life and help me see things in a completely different way and help me work through what was really going on in this situation. And the reality was all of that treatment of me and of others that I saw in this person had nothing to do with me. This person was clearly extremely insecure and extremely miserable in their own life. And oftentimes, well, we know, right? Hurt people hurt people, right? I think most of us have heard that phrase. Um, But it's true. And I think with insecurity, it's because they must... And again, I don't want to pretend to know exactly what's going on, but just from the evidence that I can see and what I saw and felt, and after I started to see what was happening, it made so much more sense to me. See, I was focused on what the behavior did to me, and I didn't take a step back and focus on where it might be coming from. So I was caught up in the emotional part, which again, is human. Like I'm forgi- I forgave myself a long time ago. We got to forgive ourselves. Like We have human reactions and emotions to things. That's okay. But when you stop and you you stop absorbing it and letting it pull you down and you start to assess, well, where is that coming from? Why are they acting like that? What could that be? And you do get a little more empathetic when you do that. And when I stopped making it about myself, I saw a completely different situation. My perspective like completely changed. And once I had some more empathy, again, not to excuse the bad behavior, but obviously, oh man, that person's got battling something, going through deeper issues, really trying very hard to convince the world otherwise. It isn't about me at all. And yeah, I don't know how many people, if you've read the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, I know I've talked about it a few times in my podcast, but one of the four agreements is never take anything personally. And that philosophy is so spot on because when you really assess and really think about it and observe, all of the treatment and those behaviors, they all come from something that has nothing to do with you. You know, even good leaders can have insecure behaviors and oftentimes not even realize it. I started a new role within my same company recently and all the insecurities started to surface, those awful what ifs? What if my leader doesn't like me? What if my leaders are disappointed? What if I, I disappoint them? What if my team doesn't like me? What if my partners don't like me? What if I do a bad job? What if I make a mistake? And then the imposter syndrome kicks in so hard. Like, okay, I, they, they're expecting more of me than I feel like I have or can give. And all of these emotions have been creeping up in me the last few weeks. And what I was realizing, again, from this experience I've had before with other leaders is, I need to push the pause button in a big way and not trust my emotions because my emotions are just that. They're feelings in the moment as a result of change. And this was a big change. I mean, anything new that impacts our lives is change. If you're in a new job, you have a new leader, you have a new team, new team member even, just one team member changes. You you know, we know the whole group dynamics philosophy of storming, norming, you know, and performing, et cetera. It's true. It's anything that changes around you creates a cycle of change, creates a domino effect of change. 
And so often we don't recognize that even these small changes that are happening day in, day in out could even be a new project or a new business partner you're working with or just a new process, a new org, a new anything. We don't stop and pause and actually allow ourselves to go through those steps of change, those stages of change um, and the cycle. And my theory is what I think happens is when we don't do that, then all of these insecurities that, that come up and these feelings that come up and the what-ifs that come up as a part of just experiencing going through change then become bad habits. They become part of your daily. They become routine because now you've allowed yourself to practice those over and over and over again for you know weeks and months at a time, and now you've basically created them as habits or part of your, your daily DNA, so to speak. So that can become... That's the problem. And I think that that's where a lot of insecurities end up lying. And then when other things happen, when other pieces of change happen through the course of one's career or path or job track, then those just get amplified even more because you've never dealt with them to begin with. And as a result, then people become in a a state of constant worry, constant fear, paranoia, and all of these really bad traits come out, and that's what makes them a very bad and insecure leader, frankly. So let's sip some tea so you can identify and avoid. There's five common bitter sips that I want to share with you today. First sip, insecure leaders don't trust anyone, not even themselves, and that's why they're so insecure. They have a certain paranoia that en- en- envelopes them, that creates this kind of fear that someone somewhere is going to get something better than them or it almost creates an innate competitiveness, which is ridiculous, even with our own team members. One of the ways I also am seeing this play out in this um, post-COVID world is insecure leaders don't trust people. It's those types of leaders that, that want people physically in the room with them, physically in the office, physically where they can see them, and are the people who, oh, I can't wait to go back to an office and sit in the rooms together, et cetera. Now, I don't, for me, like I miss being around people and groups of people and team building and going to lunch together and having a drink together and that kind of thing. But insecure leaders are those that think that people have to physically be in their line of sight to get work done. And that is so ridiculous, one. Two, proof is in the pudding because for a lot of us, we've been working almost a year now um, completely remotely and haven't skipped a beat. My, My theory is if you trust your people, it shouldn't matter whether they're down the hall from you or seven states over from you or an opposite coast or in a different time zone. You trust your people to get their jobs done and that's all that matters. You physically having to have people physically around you or, you know, are you here from 9 to 5? That is like the 1950s call. They want their mentality back. I just, I can't even fathom, like, what the point of that is and why that makes a difference. I mean, you're acting like, you know, my mom, I'm a mom and my kids need to be here because I don't want them to, like, jump in the pool. The reality is your people can be in the office and it doesn't mean they're any more productive than whether they're working from home or working from Starbucks. If your people are productive, they're going to be productive wherever they are. If they're not, then you performance manage them. It's very simple. Physically being there together and thinking it because you know where they are at all times, that's insecurity, people. 
That is classic textbook insecurity. If you feel like someone needs to physically sit in your line of sight to be doing a good job or getting their jobs done, we got to let it go. You got to think differently. Also, no more nine to five. That's, a, that's an old mentality. The world is a 24-7 news cycle, information cycle, and technology cycle. And we can all live fantastic integrated lives that actually are personalized and customized to what, what our lives are outside of our jobs. And that's what good leaders do. They recognize that, that there's no one-size-fits-all leadership of work or life. All right, I'll get off my soapbox. Obviously, I'm very passionate about that one because I really do think that it's ridiculous. And I don't think most of the leaders that are insistent about that are because, oh, I'm in seeing your face every day. Mm-mm. It's not why. Dig deeper. All right, number two, sip number two. Insecure leaders take credit for other people's work. I mean, this is a one-on-one of insecurity because, and I've seen this, I've had it happen to me and I've seen it happen to me and it's, it's a really tough pill to swallow when even your own leader doesn't give you credit for something you did and they go and they take credit for something to the higher ups and don't give it back to you. So what do you do? I mean, besides be mad and sulk and get pissed off, Honestly, I feel like the best thing you can do is just be gracious. Be gracious, smile and nod and be like, okay, that's, it is what it is. I'm, you know, make, I'm doing something to make my leader look good. And I, I do promise you though, the truth always wins out because ultimately if you have smarter people, hopefully up, up the chain. And even if you don't, the truth always wins out because the reality is you're the one making that person look good or other people are helping that person look good. And whether they want to run and take credit for it or not, then they are an imposter. They're 100% an imposter leader. And that will rear its head at some point because at some point people aren't going to be there to make them look good anymore. And they're going to have to stand on their own two feet and they are going to fall because no one's going to be there to catch them. All right, third sip. Insecure leaders don't put their people and their development first. John Maxwell said an insecure leader doesn't develop people, they replace people. Oh, that hits home in so many different ways to me. I mean, how often do you see that insecure leaders don't want their people to be better than them or get better than them or be better than them and they keep them down? So guess what? Your talent is going to walk out the door and it's going to keep walking out the door and you're going to have to keep replacing people. And the sad thing is, is leaders don't even realize what's the common denominator here, guys. People keep leaving your team and it's easy. Sure, it'll make yourself feel better to chalk it up to like, well, they're moving on to bigger and better things. Now, granted, sometimes that is the case, of course, right? And you should champion people moving on to bigger, better things or following their hearts and their passions. But if you have like a constant turnover and it's a pretty consistent beat and people are clearly not happy and morale's not good, Got to stop and turn around and say, oh my gosh, what is happening here? And when insecure people, leaders aren't developing you, and if you have one of these people, you're going to have to fill the gap and you're going to have to develop yourself and grow yourself and just continue to keep learning and don't rely on that leader to develop you. And it's the sad reality because that's not good leadership, but just don't let them stifle you and make you insecure in your capabilities and in your ability to keep learning and keep growing and keep that growth mindset, even if theirs is a fixed one. Sip four, insecure leaders are territorial. 
This is one of my biggest pet peeves, I think, in the business world in general, is when people hoard their ideas, hoard their projects, keep things close to the vest, don't share, don't let people in. It just boggles my mind when you see this happening because I always think, oh my gosh, we are all on the same team. We are all in the same department. We are all in the same division. Even if we're not, we're all in the same company. We should have the same company goals. And by the way, you work for that same company. This isn't about you. This is about the greater good. It's about the greater team. It's about people coming together and coming up with great ideas and working together. I will never understand why people get weird about that and territorial about their stuff. You leave a company, guess what? Your projects stay there. Your campaigns stay there. Your work stays there. The things you created stay there. It's not, people just get so precious and personal about it. It's just unbelievable to me. But again, another sign of complete and utter insecurity of people. Rather, open the gates, open the doors. Anytime that I have something where it's like, hey, I need you to do this project, you bet your bottom dollar I'm going to go tap my resources. I'm going to go get some brains in the room with me and say, hey, let's talk about this. What do you guys think? Give me your ideas. Because that beautiful diversity of thought is where the best ideas come from. It's where the magic happens. And then you can come together as a team and say, hey, look, we all came up with this great idea. There is power in numbers with good ideas. There's absolutely power in linking arms with other groups, other teams, other people to say, we've got a great idea because there's going to be more buy-in when you have more brains on something rather than an individual trying to run something across the finish line. Everybody there is going to be high-fiving multiple people in multiple groups. And the fifth and final sip, although I'm sure I could come up with many, many more sips of traits of insecure leaders, but I, I do feel like these are the five very common ones and easy ones to identify when you're looking for them. So the fifth sip is insecure leaders compete with people and often compete with people even on their own team, which I know kind of builds off the last sip a little bit, but this is where I don't understand, and again, another pet peeve of mine, why people think it's healthy to have competition when you're on the same team. It's not healthy. And leaders that reward that kind of behavior, like, yeah, whoever brings me the best idea wins, are horrible human beings and terrible leaders. If you're constantly worrying about, I need to get to the head of the class first, then all you're going to be doing is constantly competing with everybody around you, including your own team. And what fruitless energy wasting is that? I mean, and I've seen a lot of leaders that get threatened by their own team members, their own team. Our jobs as leaders is to step back behind the curtain, open up the curtain for our teams, put them in the spotlight, help them develop themselves, help them grow, help them be the winners and be the heroes. And of course, as their leader, it's going to reflect well on you, but that's not even what the point is supposed to be. Instead, insecure leaders take not only the credit, which is, again, one of our other sips, but they also spend time worrying about what their peers get or don't get or have or don't have, rather than if they would just stop and, like, grow their own teams, develop their own people, I guarantee that they're going to have a great morale, they're going to be high performers, they're going to fix and do things, but when they waste all that time competing with their peers or worrying about what other people get or don't have, it's like it's petty. It's like, oh, my God, are we in junior high again? Why do they get this and I don't? 
why are they the golden children and I'm not? It's like, why don't you grow up and why don't you just work hard and why don't you just develop your people and it will show and that will get rewarded. But it's not a competition, people. You're on the same team. Good Lord. So all in all, insecurity is our fears taking hold of us and then magnifying them that our fears in change, our fears of the unknown and the what-ifs to impact our actions, our behavior, and our words. So why should, be, why should we be worried? Why should we be fearful? Why should we worry if we're an imposter? I actually believe it's not even possible to be an imposter when there's only one of you in the whole universe that ever was and ever will be. You bring you your God-given gifts and talents and personality that only you have. And obviously, if you were put in a job or in a role, someone somewhere thought, hey, I'm sure that they can do it. So do, so do it and do it to the best of your ability, not someone else's abilities, not a peer's abilities, not how someone else would do it. Stop comparing yourself to others. Stop worrying about what goes on with others. It's, it's fruitless and it'll just make you more and more insecure. You bring you. You bring your gifts. You bring that personality that only you have. Even your culture, your experiences, everything is uniquely to you. They have shaped you, and that's only things that you can know and share with others to bring them courage, help them be secure in having the knowledge, and themselves too. So don't let another leader's insecurities keep you from becoming who you're meant to be. And I love the Dr. Seuss quote, Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. So ditch the oversteeped and bitter cup of insecurity and drink from the beautiful cup of unique brew that you are and then pour that into others so they will do the same for themselves. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leadersips on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Don't forget to also visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.